You texted me. You texted me in the uh, the one minute that I was getting up to go. I get texted a you when you were sitting, like, like chatting on up. your computer without your headphones on. I was yep. gesturing at you to go. Yeah, and then it, and then that, I texted the, you, and then I yeah. it didn't. I got the little like whoop whoop sound, like the text sent after you yeah. had come back, sat down, and put your headphones back on. Yeah. So the amount of time that passed had been what, like ten to twelve seconds, while I was just kind of getting situated. Before you texted me to say, hurry up, I want to get this done. It took done. you forever. Okay. It took but, you literally but, forever. Okay, fine. Uh, so for the listener, uh, that's 10 to 12 seconds, I think. Maybe more like 23 seconds, but um, forever is certainly an exaggeration. It took you fucking forever. You know what? I don't want to fight, Jack. can seem like forever when you're you know why I don't want to fight? You love. I'll kick your ass. Okay, that's actually not true. And we In know a that. physical or verbal fight. We actually know that. Um, how's it going, man? It's so good fine. to see you. Fine. Things are going fine. I um, went to the eye doctor. Oh, fuck you. And I know we don't do eye update on th- no, this show. No, we do show, that on the Patreon. But I yeah. do just want to quickly say that my eye, eye saga is over. Uh, but I have a new Wait. saga. Oh, I thought you said my eye socket. My eye socket is saga. over. I was like, is that a saga. technical ophthalmology term? Saga. <laughs> Unfortunately, my eye socket is over. <laughs> the eye is, is, is what it is. And it's good. It's not good, but the doctor said if he cut it open and tried to no, fix it, it might talk be about it. much worse. So okay. we're not doing that. But so you feel okay? I, I feel like shit. Okay, great. But here's the thing. Yeah. Now that my eye updates are over, yeah. I have a tooth issue. No. Are you as squeamish about teeth as you are eyes? No, I've just been through this, man. Yeah, I I started feeling some some sensitivity to cold and some jaw pain while we were on vacation a couple weeks ago. Is this going to be good audio? Is this and then be went to the dentist compelling? and they're like, oh yeah, you're filling, you got a crack in your tooth, you need to get a root canal. Ah oh, fuck. So that's my that's my journey. That's the journey I'm going on next Thursday. I called the the ontologist. That can't be right. No, Odo- the, odontologist. An onto- you know what an ontologist is? Is that a cancer doctor? No, an ontologist is is somebody who like thinks pretty hard about what it means to be. Oh yeah, I called an ontologist. I called, <laughs> called an ontologist. I called Plato. Um, I yeah, Heidegger. Socrates. Who would sure you say? Heidegger. Hi, right. I called Hume. No, again, I really think that you want somebody who's actually spent some time thinking about ontology in a meaningful way. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Maybe from a phenomenological perspective. No, fuck you. This is stupid. Um, I, so I got to get a root okay? on Thursday. Can you see? No, I, I can't see worse shit, man. And the doctor's just like, suck it up. Okay. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. We read a book this week. It's called... Oh, I should say who we are. Um, I'm Sweet Valley Jack. Chat, I'm Tanner. You're Tanner. Um, this week we read a novel. It was called Sweet Valley. Uh, we're the Sweet Sweet Valley Boys. Yeah. Uh, we read a novel. It was called Sweet Valley High Number Twelve. When Love Dies. Um, and um, and that's it. It's by Francine and Kate. Um, and um, it, it was it. it was brutal. It was a difficult book. It was a hard. It was a. I didn't tough find it read. difficult. I didn't find it hard at all. Really? It didn't bother me. No. The it leukemia just, stuff didn't bother you at all. Uh, it, it, this book did not. Uh, it, it's like didn't so. Didn't bother what, you. What Francine does is so. The heightened. love of Steve's life is dying. Didn't bother That's you. Not didn't how bother I read you. It, didn't bother you at all. So I didn't see that in the novel. But it, it's also these novels are so heightened that it's like a soap opera. Like if that if this shit happened in a BSC book, I'd be more upset. You know what I've done is um, I've uh, I've spent some time thinking. Okay. And I've put together a uh, description of this novel for you. Okay. And that means that when I'm done, you're going to have to describe it in uh, 60 seconds. No, I just did it last week. 
Well, guess what? You're gonna have to do it again. I'm, I refuse. You literally, you <laughs> caught me in in like a lie, and you made me do it last week, and I'm not no. doing it again. You just made I, me do it. I know. I I'm onto your game now. And while I can't ever remember who did it last week, I, I did. I found you it. made and me do it last week. You, you dragged me, well, kicking and screaming <laughs> into doing it last week. Definitely, and I shan't unlikely. be doing it again. You must because I'm doing it in my own special way, and I'll need you to. To sit back and be quiet while I describe this book, and then we'll describe it again via you and in 60 seconds. That's how we like to do it, folks. For new listeners, <laughs> we describe the books twice. Fine. Who uh, are you ready? Yes. I'm going to describe this novel. Here goes. Thank you. Trisha and Steve had the perfect relationship. A love that was supposed to span the ages. Play its beautiful song through the vast sweep of the cosmos outlast the stars themselves sometimes it felt like there was nothing in this universe that could stop them until suddenly there was until suddenly Trisha Martin whose love glowed like the sun itself fell in love with an idea An idea so beautiful, so powerful, so insistent that it pushed all thoughts of Steve out of her mind. What if she went to go and live on a farm? And all of a sudden, a love that had once burned so bright that it seared your eyes blinked out of existence like a supernova. Sweet Valley High, number 12. When love dies. To sad one, Trisha, Steve's girlfriend, um, they're in love, but she decides um, what if maybe she could go and live on a farm and um, she can't kind of get it out of her head and she um, she doesn't actually end up going to move to live on the farm. Not in this, in this book. In this book, right. but it's pretty clear that she's like set on it. Yeah. Pretty set on it, just going to move and live on a farm. Yeah, like she wants to go live on a farm, like Mimi. You Maybe guys remember same Mimi from Babysitters Club? Yeah, say goodbye. Say goodbye. Same concept. Say goodbye. <laughs> um, great job. Yeah. Sorry about the sear your eyes part of that. Yeah, a little. I used the phrase "sear your eyes." I wouldn't a, have touched I, a nerve. Yeah. For me. Um, um, do you want to say the book? As does every liquid I drink. Perfect. Touches oh, yeah, because of the... <laughs> my cracked tooth. What about, um, like, for instead of Ipe Day, it's like the hard tooth. Well, like I was going to say tooth. The, you can't handle the tooth. Nothing but the tooth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're on the same page here, yeah. I think. I was, I was brainstorming on that earlier because I okay, know you're good. squeamish about, like, medical stuff. I am, but it's really more eye stuff than tooth stuff. I've been through it. I, no one wants to hear it. I, I think everyone's kind of done the same you mean shit. No one wants to hear it. I don't think people want to hear it. I I I'm not gonna say it because because it's boring. But like I also spent 18 months for a reason that I won't disclose. Uh, not going to uh, the dentist or going indoors to uh, places. And uh, while that happened, my tooth my teeth rotted. <laughs> And so oh, your teeth rotted that quick? Yeah, all of them just rotted right out. Jesus. Um, and so, anyway, here I am um, on the other side of getting them fixed. I think having a broken tooth and needing a root canal is probably the most dire medical situation mm-hmm. any one person, yeah. be they fictional, be they named Trisha, be they yeah. named yeah. whatever, yeah. that a person could go through. Yeah, no, it's brutal. And in Trisha's case, um, whatever it was medically that was going on with her, I just kind of skimmed it. Um, seemed uh, um, it really shook her up in a way that she felt like she needed to go and live on a farm sometime within the next six six months, maybe max. It sounds like. Sounds like she has six months to make it to the farm. She's got six That's months. Kind of what doctors are saying. The doctor was like, "Well, if you're gonna like if you're gonna make a big change, you definitely are gonna need to do it in the next six months and go and live <laughs> on this." Big farm. Yeah, and don't invite Steve. Don't invite Steve. Yeah, why don't you say the plot? Because I did, I did a pretty good job, but... I uh, literally just did this last week, and I'm doing this under great protest and great duress. Yeah, no, I get that. 
but I will do it. I appreciate. And that now I feel it. like you've you've now turned the tables on me, and you're going to use my subterfuge as an excuse to get me to do it every week. But I am much savvier than you, Jack, and I am much <laughs> lazier than you, and I'm aware of when you make me do work. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to keep careful track of how it's, often I'm doing this, and now it's two two in a row, and you owe me. It's not that hard to describe the book at CC's. Now you owe me. <laughs> it's not that difficult. I don't know why you make such a fuss out of it. Uh, I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock. During those 60 seconds, I'd love for you to describe every single thing that happens in this a novel, When Love Dies, beginning now. Trisha won't give Steve the time of the day. Steve is uh, Jessica and uh, Liz's older brother. He's in college. They're lovers. They love. They love one another, uh, and he's very disappointed that she is uh, um, giving him the cold shoulder. He confronts her, and she says, "Oh, I'm actually dating someone else." Uh, but then we kind of warp into her mind, and it turns out that she's not dating someone else. She's dating a disease called leukemia that is going to kill her in six months, or send her to a farm in six months. And uh, she is doing this to protect Steve because if she drives him away. Uh, he won't feel bad about her dying. I call this old yellering because uh, at the end of old yeller, the boy's like, I hate you, old yeller. Get out of here to try to get him to go away because uh, he doesn't want to kill him. Uh, shit. Um, she eventually fi- uh, Liz finds out that she's dying and tells Steve and they reunite. And then the a plot. Anytime. There's an A plot. My um, my wife asked me <laughs> because of you. She asked me if I was old yellering our friends who moved away. <laughs> <laughs> Did she literally say old yellering? He said old yellering. So it's like I think it, I think it's been confirmed that it's actually not from the movie Old Yeller. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> from where it, the red fern grows. Maybe I don't know what it's from, but she specifically used that term because I got very. We had some friends recently move away from uh, Austin, where I live, and um, I got very grumpy. And my <laughs> wife asked me if I was old yellering. <laughs> you know what's silly? You live in a place that's named after two like bros. Austin? You live in Austin in Travis County. Oh yeah, those. It's like very bro. It's like late eighties, early nineties bros. Oh, I I guess so. Born yeah. in the late eighties, early. They're 90s. coming back around though. I bet there's a lot of Austins and Travises. You think so? Days. Maybe, but yeah, I live in a broy place. Yeah, old yellering is is a, a technique I use when I feel yeah. like I'm about to be separated from someone who I like. I yeah. um, You're treat them, them very poorly. Yeah, and so that's what Trish is doing. You did a bad job because you didn't describe like the expansive B plot of this novel. I would call the the other part the A plot or even the C plot. But um, I'll, I'll just briefly go through it. Um, They're candy. The C plot is that Steve a phrase is, that has always confused me. What candy striper? Candy striper. What the fuck is that? What does it mean? Where Literally, did that come what is from? That? I don't know. Can we look it up. No. I'm going. You you keep. I mean, it's. I could tell from context what it is. I can guess from context what it is. I bet you're going to guess wrong. Elizabeth's like, oh, we're going to go be candy stripers at the hospital. And then they go and, like, do intern, like, menial work at the hospital. So my guess, I guess, as a – maybe this isn't something you learned in uh, in your English major in college, but I've learned to interpret books pretty well. And so my guess just from context is that a candy striper is someone who does menial work at a hospital. Okay, but where does the, the phrase candy striper come from? I bet it's because they wear um, stripy clothes. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the term candy striper is derived from the red and white striped pitifuls <laughs> that female volunteers traditionally wore. There we go. Okay. Culturally it did feel very of candy yeah. canes. That so I did I gleaned all that though I also was like what the fuck this is like such an antiquated piece of they're both like because it's so funny because they're like these like cool teen girls and they're like let's go and be candy striped well it's because Jessica wants to bone down with the local celeb Jeremy talk show host yeah Jeremy Frank and he has a he has a show called like frankly speaking good. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, And then the C plot. So that's the B plot. And that's also how they sort of discover that Trisha is not, in fact. I think it's a pretty tight competition between that, the Candy Striper plot line, and the Steve and Trisha uh, plot line for A plot. They get, like, equal billing. I mean, the novel is called When Love Dies. Do you think that that is referring to? I guess it could be referring to the Candy Striper plot line. That Jeremy guy could die. 
Jeremy. No, Frank. but he does like he does try to kill the he could, go, he could get go the sep- nascent. He could get sepsis. I think it's what it's called. But it, metaphorically, like poison. Spe- okay, fine, forget it. Metaphorically speaking, he could he could be trying to kill the love that is the nascent love that exists between him and Jessica. Oh yeah, Jessica's really horny for him, and Jessica's he, really horny for him. She's sixteen, he's twenty six. He does a prank on her with the they help ha- of they hatch. What is literally the worst plan I have ever heard in my entire life, and I I'm not exaggerating. You mean you mean Jeremy and and Liz. Jeremy and Liz. Yeah. Th- br- briefly, Jessica persuades Liz to get a job at the hospital with her, and Liz. Everyone in these novels is so fucking credulous. <laughs> And Liz yeah. is like, "Oh, Jess, I guess you've cha- turned over a new leaf." And she's like, "Yeah, I just really want to help." I, I just I can't believe people. that Liz keeps falling for this. She literally always falls for it. Jessica like, okay. is one of the worst human beings I've ever encountered. I know she's it has never call, happened but... that something that appeared to be a noble motive ended up actually being that. It has always turned out. It's always that... her trying to bone down with yeah. some hunk. Yeah, and Liz is just which like, is fine. I'm not here to like. I'm not here to no. to yuck her yums, you know. But it's just like. Don't, no, I'm here her. to yuck Elizabeth's yums. Like at some point, you're complicit. <laughs> yeah, but she, she like she this this um, very handsome movie star has broken his leg, and she knows that he's at the hospital, and so she's like, "Let's get jobs at the hospital." And then she just like keeps trying to burst into his room and accidentally like stabs she keeps him trying with to scissors. See his dick. Like, she keeps trying to see his dick. I he's like getting that, but... sponge baths, and she yeah. keeps like anyway. bursting in and being like, "Oh!" And so Liz, I didn't know your dick would be out. Liz, Liz, who's also working at the hospital, is like, "Hey, Jeremy, pretend to be really into her." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. Like, I got a pass. I got the pass. Yeah, Let read me read the it. passage. It's fucking wild. It's like genuinely the worst, the the absolute worst fucking idea. What could she do to make Jessica stop hounding him? Threats wouldn't work. She knew her sister too well for that. Threatening Jessica was like waving a red flag in front of a bull. It only encouraged her. Suddenly, she had an idea. Maybe they could scare Jessica away. Of course, she would need Jeremy's help, but she was sure he'd be only too happy to cooperate. She thought about all the times Jessica had had a big crush on some guy. And then the minute he started paying attention to her, she began seeing all his flaws. If Jeremy made a big play for her, Jessica might cool off in a hurry. And so their plan is that, like, this fucking... I, I guess this is like pre possibility of cancellation, but like this like fucking movie star celeb twenty six year old dude is gonna like aggressively hit on the sixteen year old candy striper so much who who's into him because she's obsessed with celebs. He's gonna hit on her so much that she gets cold feet. It's a, a an absolutely astoundingly bad plan. Yeah, and it backfires. And it backfires. Well. She's because like, "Yeah, he I asked will marry her to marry him," and she says, "Yes, I will do that." Or at least she she wants to be engaged to him to get the ring to show off to her friends. Yeah. C plot. You keep you keep t- you keep tantalizing me with the C plot. I don't know yeah. what the C plot is. Is it the Kara Walker shit? Yeah. So um, no, it's uh, is it Kara or Lila? It's Kara. Um, so Kara, as you all know, sweeties, is obsessed with Steve, but he's not interested. Yeah. It's a genuine love for Trisha. I mean. When somebody moves to a farm, it could be hard because it's like Wi-Fi is not good out there, usually. So it's like even if could you're be like really com- bad, yeah. If you're committed to long distance, like it's it can be like hard to do like a Zoom call or whatever, or just like right. catch them. And so it's gonna really like make things more complicated. It's also hard to visit, you know. Like there's not necessarily like public transportation nearby, so it's gonna like doubly and triply complicate an already fraught situation. Right. Long distance, right? Um, and so you know the long distance thing is really um, really tough. Uh, so he's never had any interest in Kara um, because he's so committed to Trisha. But now that she's moving to a farm, he doesn't know that she's moving to a farm. It's complicated. She's like she, she lies to him and says, "Oh, I'm I'm." She's like, "I'm dating someone dating else." Other men. You can't know that I'm moving to a farm because like it would just too be sad. too sad for you. I guess. Yeah. So to to get back at her, Steve starts going out with Kara Walker, the uh, uh, Jessica's best friend, and yeah. The Stony Brook High, or it's not, the Sweet Valley High's biggest gossip. She's a big gossip. And and Jessica kind of makes that all happen. And that is the C-plot. That's the C-plot, yeah. Let me um raise something with you, because now I think we've said the broad strokes of the plot. Okay. Okay, I'm going to start by reading you this passage. This is uh, because we talked about the C-plot. Did you catch this is my first question, and... No. 
what do you think? Mm-hmm. That's my second question. Uh, and then I don't have enough context, but I think at this point, pretty indifferent. Okay. I'm going to read you this passage. It's from the C plot. It's from when Steve is like trying to make it work with Kara. He like has this like super gothic, like when they first, <laughs> this isn't the passage, but when they first make out, it goes like this. Stop it. He commanded himself. He was thinking like an idiot. Some other guy was probably holding Trisha right now, kissing her, maybe even telling her he loved her. Suddenly, Stephen jerked his head forward and kissed Kara hard on the lips, but he felt nothing, just cold inside, cold and dead. It's like a My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I was thinking The Cure, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's totally, it's like totally MCR from 1986, which is indeed. Which is The Cure. The Cure. Yeah. Um, Okay, but here's the passage. This passage just really stood out at me, and like, I'm surprised it didn't for you. I might have it. I might have okay. it here. Got some notes. Kara Brighton. Putting down her punch, she snaked her arms around his neck, swaying scary. her Wait, hips. Wait, that's scary. It is a little scary. She got snakes for arms? Swaying. It's like King, King Cobra. Hiss. Swaying King her hips. King Hiss. King Hiss. From He-Man. Yeah. Swaying her hips gently. He's got snake she... for body, which includes arms. Oh, so it's like she's like the opposite of King Hiss. Well, he's, he's snakes from the crotch up he's okay. got man legs and a man penis i assume yeah and then from like belly button up he's just snakes king, king hits is a he this is he-man facts with wee man jackie this is He-Man's fact. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad to hear you yeah. finally acknowledge <laughs> the segment i feel like you've resisted it for so long let me read this passage have you watched the new he-man on netflix no oh, by I the can't... way okay. check in to a previous he-man we man he-man facts with wee man jack the thing I asked you about this this hyperskeletor is from a new Netflix show called He Man Revelations. Yeah, by um, Kevin Smith. What? Yeah, it's Kevin Silent Smith. Bob. Yeah, exactly. With his big jorts. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know whether I'm supposed to like that or not. I assume Kevin Smith is fully canceled, but maybe not. Oh, he's right up your alley. Have you ever seen his jorts? He does have. They're great enormous. <laughs> Please let me read this passage. Yeah. Okay. Swaying her hips gently as she moved to the rhythm of the music, she pressed in close against Stephen. He could smell her perfume. Not like Trisha, he thought. She didn't have to wear perfume. The scent of her skin and hair was naturally delicate and sweet. No, thought Stephen. This isn't right. And the way she snaked her arms around my neck, it felt wrong somehow. Oh, it's because they're snakes. Reaching behind him to pull her away, he grabbed at her arm and heard something unexpected. A soft, rattling sound. Turning slowly in the direction of the noise, he realized that he wasn't dancing with Kara at all. It was Rattlesnake Jake! Rattlesnake Jake, that fucking... (laughs) That little worm, right? (laughs) That little worm, he always finds a way to insert himself into these things. I thought it was nice that Francine, like... Just went with it and like she was like I like your I had like some the fun IP. with it I like your guys's IP yeah. yeah I'm gonna have a little fun with it yeah uh, that's, that's funny good. that's and good. it's, it's good. rattlesnake Jake it, yeah I don't uh, yeah rattlesnake Jake <sighs> I'm trying to determine I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm upset about this what why because that's our th- that's we own that. I don't know if we own it. We got it from these books. I mean, it was very clearly something that, like, oh, you're Francine. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. She did offer us some free IP in this. You novel. got some free IP out of this. Yeah, if you want, because we obviously Rattlesnake Jake is hers, and she's like laid claim to it with that passage, which I thought right. was actually a really good treatment of the Rattlesnake Jake scenario. And now we know a little bit more about Rattlesnake Jake. It's kind of a king, his sort of figure. I guess so, or he just like but like man legs, my man penis, and then snakes. The way we've been doing it is that it's like when you pull on like a a rope, it's a rattlesnake. He's jake. like a snake, right? But now we know that he actually has man legs and a man penis, and snakes for arms. He's arm. He's someone's arms. So there's a lot there. But so um, Francine did give us some free IP this week, and uh, it's going to be, I think, a, hopefully a good consolation prize. Um, for not having Rattlesnake Jake anymore. So this is um, when Elizabeth is, uh, with her great fucking brain, is like, this can't be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trisha's, like, being super weird. <laughs> well, and she also keeps running into Trisha at the yeah. hospital. And he, Yeah, <laughs> she's like, what are you doing here? And Trisha's like, I'm visiting another friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And um, so she sits with uh, her fellow great brain, Todd, and they try to hash it out. And the following thing happens. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Something strange is going on, Elizabeth said as she set down her tray beside Todd at the cafeteria table. Todd looked up from his hamburger. He swallowed and said, That sounds like the opening line of a mystery novel. His brown eyes sparkled with mischief. Any clues so far, Sherlock? Sherlock? Sherlock. Okay. So Francine has given us here, served up on a silver fucking platter... The opening lines of our mystery novel. And she's saying, hey, I don't have time to do this. I've got Rattlesnake Jake going. I've got a good thing with the Sweet Valley twins. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you guys, you can have this. I've written the first fucking line of it. The rest of it's going to write itself. Something strange is going on. What if? Oh, wait. Something strange is going on. So it's a mystery. But Sherlock is there. Sherlock's in it. Sherlock's in it. But it's... So something strange is going on. I thought... First thing I thought of is uh, that uh, that wire song the REM covered. Oh, I don't know it. Strange, something strange going on tonight. Michael's nervous and the lights are bright. Yeah, but I, I don't, don't know. think. I think it's like it when R when Wire did it. It's just it's whatever. Wire punk. Wire's the name of a please band? don't ask me who Wire is. Come on, man, your ignorance is showing. <laughs> I know Live Wire. You know Live no. Wire. Listen, uh, the thing I was going to say, and this we can maybe just use this, is that the. Um, in REM's hands, especially given the era, like it p- kind of becomes a little bit about Reagan. Mm-hmm. So that might be useful for a mystery novel. Oh, it's like um, it's like some uh, Watchmen shit. It's Reagan, yeah. So it's Reagan's America, yeah. Right? Something strange is going on. Sherlock Holmes. It's Sherlock Holmes in He's the eighties. He's uh, can you imagine what Sherlock Holmes would be like in the eighties? Yeah. Probably have a gun. Definitely. It's like Miami Vice. He's yeah, got like yeah, yeah. an oversized, he's got like a suit jacket with shoulder pads. Yeah, that's cool. And he's wearing over like a V-neck t-shirt. Fuck yeah. That look, that actually would be pretty cool. Is it okay. Benedict Cumberbatch? No, it's not Benedict Cumberbatch. It's um, David Hasselhoff. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know what else is strange? What? Strangler Things. Strangler Things, the TV show. Yeah, Strangler Things. With um, Enola Holmes. So we've got Benedict Cumberbatch as a sidekick, David Hasselhoff wearing a fucking suit jacket and a V-neck and a gold he's, chain, and he's da- he David Hasselhoff is Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and Benedict Cumberbatch Reagan's is America. Watson, and the Strangler things are coming for them, and Enola Holmes is in it. Sherlock Holmes' <laughs> little sister, she's okay. Strangler things. Now let me read you a, a final passage just to put the fucking lid on this. Ready? This is something else Francine gave us. And then we can put it all together. You ready? Yes. You're not still mad at me because I fixed Steve up with Kara, are you? Jessica asked. Elizabeth sighed. I just think you should have stayed out of it, that's all. It was for Steve's own good, Jessica insisted. He was too stubborn to make a move, so I just gave him a little nudge. More like a big shove, Elizabeth said. Well, it worked, didn't it? He's forgotten all about Trisha now that he's got Kara. Elizabeth frowned as she turned into their driveway. A tiny worm of fear uncurled inside her stomach. Jesus, what? Could Jessica be right? And so Francine has given us this gift of these worms of fear. <laughs> the worms of fear is really compelling. <laughs> That's some Dune stuff. That's Dune. That's right out of Dune. So we got the Strangler things. We got Ronald fucking Reagan. Quisat. Hotterod. Yeah. We got fucking Rattlesnake Jay. We got David Hasselhoff as Sherlock Holmes, and the and opening line, something strange is going on. Yep. Wow. And that's a gift. That's a gift. Thank you. Um, Thanks, Francine. Francine, I don't Thank like you. a lot of the gifts you give us, a.k.a. these books, <laughs> but this is a very special gift that you've given us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Francine. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, I'd love that. Okay. Okay, and then I'm out of notes. Oh, I, I have a burn <laughs> and a name generator. Perfect. Okay, see you on the other side. Okay, bye. Jack. Yeah. What is your... <laughs> local popular TV show name. Okay. 
We okay. talked a little bit about Frankly Speaking with Jeremy Frank, what is described as a popular local talk show by Jessica. Obviously, I, I have not generated a name generator for this yet, but yeah. I think we can probably find our way there. We can do it. Jeremy yeah. Frank is his name. He does a pun off of Frank, his last name, to come up with the... the his uh, one should be called Frank Title, Frankly Speaking. Should be called Frank of Beans, because everyone's obsessed with his penis, which we do see in this book. Oh, right. It's like a something about Mary thing, right? Yeah. You see that? I've seen something about Mary. Remember? I do remember it, that part. His his okay. beans are above his Frank. Yeah. <laughs> How'd your beans get above your Frank? You remember yeah, that? There you go. Yeah, exactly. And he could do something with that, but maybe it was too That's early. the maybe... Frank, and those are the beans. I, I don't remember it that well. No, I don't remember it that well. But yeah, Jeremy Frank. Okay, and so we're gonna we're gonna help you as our so you take your last listeners name. hone in on your pot. If you became the local celeb, what would your show be called? You take your does it have to be your last name or can we just like no, it doesn't. Yours could be like jacking it. I think because that's what I was gonna say. I think mine just writes itself. I think it's jacking it. Right. Don't you think jacking it's pretty good? What do you do? Just jacking. Just Jackin' is pretty good, too. <laughs> this show's called Just Jackin'. And it's like, just, it's in conversation. You know what it could be called? It could be called, like, J.O. Sesh. No, that's too much. Because it's like a session with Jack. No, it's and it's called, like a session where you're just sort of, like, spouting your bullshit, shooting you know? from the hip. Yeah. I think Just Jackin'. Just Jackin'. Yeah. And I think J.O. Sesh. Um, okay, fine. I didn't realize that you get to have final say on this but i guess you're yep. the producer and well, i get to have final say on mine too no so i'm the producer of yours so tanner and green ring preening preening with green ring no that's bad okay i thought it was good tanner. green with M- and and no that's ring. nothing that's awful talking with tanner that's it that's it so tune into your local public access show um talking with tanner. 2 p.m yeah ct and you can catch talking with tanner 30-minute show. It's a talk show. Anyone can call in. I give you advice. I give yeah. you sort of like folksy wisdom. And then to, and stay tuned after these messages because uh, the, the main attraction of the night is going to be uh, right after that. Afternoon. Just jacking it. J-O sesh. We're going to have think, a good J-O sesh. No, that I don't like. What's the O? Just a couple of J-O bros. No, this is Off. awful. What's the O? Off. <laughs> no, the, it, it's... It's too far from the... Uh, jacking off. No, I hate it. And I veto it. And I'm walking. I'm walking. You're going to have to find other talent. What the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with just jacking? Just jacking it. I need to have my know. name in there because if it's, it's like not sexy enough, you know, like let's let's no. sex it up a little bit. Uh, we had cre- unfortunately that we had creative differences, and so <laughs> after talking with Tanner, it's just going to be commercials. Okay, yeah. So it's just it's like it goes to infomercials. Yeah, you know most TV most networks go to infomercials at like two a.m. We do yeah. it at two thirty p.m. Yeah, because we had major creative differences at the like right at the upper echelons of the network. And maybe I'll just do J.O. Sesh. It's it's Doug with Tanner, and then it's J.O. Sesh with Tanner at 2.45. At <laughs> it's the same basic show. Yeah. Just a little sexier, you know? Pretty good. Uh, and then if you want to do your show, just come up with a pun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's on your based name. Based on your own name. I would say recommend first name unless you've got a really good, like, one, one or two syllable uh, right. surname. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, my, my surname is sil- uh, two syllables. So is yours. Your one doesn't work. My one would have been fine. I don't want to think about it. The herd. The herd is good. Well, that's what I call my listeners. Yeah. I got a, um, song for you. You want to sing me a song? Yeah. Okay. Want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. There's girls on this book and they've been staring at me all week. Jessica's flashing a smile like she's planning to do something And Liz looks disapproving And Jess looks smug as heck It makes me want to read this text And it's Matthews, James L. Matthews 
James L. Matthews, Matthews, Matthews. Jenny Lewis is spinning in her grave right now. And this is where we talk about um, James L. Matthews, who is the Hodges of these books. Post posthumously. Pre posthumously. That's not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. We're talking about James L. Matthews. He wrote the covers. He drew the pictures on the book. Yep. And uh, do you want to pull up your picture (laughs) on this book? Let's let's pull it up. What do we got here? Cover. (laughs) Okay, so here's my first. We're just um, going to hone in on what this is. Uh, It looks like Superman got a new poodle. Superman is looking at... An Edwardian woman. He's looking at a hair situation. He's looking at an Edwardian woman's hair. Yeah. Which is a poodle uh, is a poodle haircut. It's a poodle haircut. And he's going to, okay, he, he's going to tell her about her hair, but he doesn't know how is what's going on. He wants to, he's like, you know when you're like, oh, there's something on your face. I've never noticed <laughs> this before, but it says, Sweet Valley High, When Love Dies. And then there's the, the tagline, What Terrible Secret is Trisha Keeping from Steven? And then yeah. it says, Francine Pascal. The creator of the New York Times bestselling series, Sweet Valley High. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm aware of that. We get it. I'm reading it. Yeah. <laughs> it's her name on the yeah. cover of this Sweet Valley High book. But you don't need to tell me that she writes the Sweet Valley creator High of this book. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he's, um, he's crossing his eyes. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's really looking, he's trying to he's look at the bridge at, of his he's nose. He's at something yeah. in her hair. Yeah. There's something in her hair, like knits. But her hair is it is wild. Big. It's big. There's a lot of it. And yeah. wh- also, what is she wearing today? She's well. She's dressed like an Edwardian lady. She's dressed like a doll. She's other than the hair. Yeah. And she also doesn't have ears. She you doesn't have ears, unfortunately. Where one would have ears, she does not. She does not have them. It's just sort of skin all the way back <laughs> to her hair. She's. I would describe her as a. Nice looking lady, yes, but with but, and then something's gone happened to her hair. I would yeah. describe Steve as not so nice looking. Well, I mean, other than he's he's got his eyes crossed in a kind yeah. of a goofy way. He looks like a hunk. Okay, I don't. It's hunk territory here. You think it's hunk territory? And he's wearing yeah. a candy striper, isn't he? I think uh, we've crossed outfit. the event horizon, and I'm being sucked in. You're getting sucked in. Sp- I'm getting spaghettified. Okay, right into this guy's. So that's what's happening. You're looking at those. Those baby browns. Why does she refer to him as Steven on the cover? Do they refer to him as Steven throughout the novel? No, they call him Steve the whole time. Weird. He's so worried about her, and she's so not formal. interested. What's her last name? Her last name is Martin. No. The girls? It's book yes. fucking 12, dude. <laughs> you don't know what the last name of the girls in these can't books can't remember are? right now. <laughs> Ned and Wakefield. Uh, <laughs> you went to Ned. <laughs> That's you're like it's, I know it's the same last name as Ned. Uh, they're just kind of like guy in the town. Oh, Wakefield. <laughs> well, every time they refer to Ned and Alice, they always refer to them as Ned and Alice Wakefield. Every single time. Yeah. So that's how I had to get there. Okay. Um, why not just refer to him as Mister Wakefield on the cover, Francine? If you're being so formal. Yeah. What terrible secret is Trisha keeping from Mister Wakefield? That actually sounds pretty. That sick. sounds good. Yeah. We can yeah. put that in our mystery novel that we're writing. Oh, speaking of mist, no, I did. They re-released barely, it, barely, barely. They remastered it and re-released it, and it's it's the best it's ever been, Jack. If okay. you've ever been curious about mist, there's yeah. no better time to hop in and get playing, people. Okay, just check it out. It's a hell of a game. Are you done? It's free right now too on Game Pass for Xbox. Okay, and PC. Can I read you a passage from this novel? Yes. I got a few, actually. <laughs> okay, you said you were out of notes before we went to break. <laughs> they, we are like, I, you know what? Maybe this is a segment. Okay. It's a segment we've, uh, we've done for these books, and it's called... Jack and Tanner. I'm hoping that he's a really great kisser for sure. Kissing experts. I don't know what happened. That was more awkward than I anticipated it was going to be. Oh, right. And it's not Jack and Tanner. 
But we're going to be kissing experts because we're going to weigh in on some of the... Um, it's Mr. Kiss. Oh, oh, fuck, I forgot. And Monsieur Francais. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I forgot about those guys. And that's what that segment is. We're not a part of this. Yeah, I forgot. We have to, out of out of propriety, Yeah, we have to, uh, what do you call it when you're legally bound up in a legal case and you have to We're, take a step back? We have to recuse ourselves. We have to recuse ourselves. Jack and Tanner have to recuse ourselves. And and we're going to bring in our our guest hosts, yeah. Mr. Kiss and, and Monsieur Francais. Monsieur Francais. <laughs> and where we last left them, I think, Monsieur Francais has like kind of a difficult uh, past. Uh, he's divorced, and um, he uh, didn't get custody. It was his fault because yeah. he was like just – even though his heart is in the right place, he's like not a good dad. Right, and he knows it. And he, he knows it. At least he's owning it. Um, and he's living in like a garret apartment like way out on the like exurbs of Paris. Yeah. Like it's not even one of those um, – what do you call them? Those districts. Uh, banlieue. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even. It's it, he's living in District B thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even. They didn't even give it a fun name. Where everyone does parkour. Yeah, um, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it. You have to watch it. Oh, it's um. What's his face? It's nobody's face. It's that French director Luke who did Bisson. the professional, isn't it? I don't think so. Anyway, you gotta is it watch not? It. It's really good. I can't talk about it. I mean, I can because it's a fucking. It's like literally one of my favorite movies. Can I tell you the plot of it briefly? I've seen it. I've oh, seen you've it. seen it. Well, listeners, it's a oh, movie. No, it's, it's directed by someone called Pierre Morel. What, where one of I the, think it's French for Pierre Mushroom. One of the districts in Paris. Oh, he did Taken. He is, did Taken. Is so uh, dangerous that uh, they Which just is like. written by Luc Besson. They write it off and they, they just like put walls around it. But what if uh, one of the guys in it who's good uh, it fights back against the crime lords and he can do parkour? <laughs> And it literally, yeah. it's literally the best premise for a movie. Anyway, so that's where um, poor old Monsieur Francais was living. And then Mr. Kiss kind of came into his life. And at first they had an adversarial relationship. But Mr. Kiss kind of like has kind of transcended. Mr. Kiss is sort of this. He He's it's kind of a Dr. Manhattan. Have you seen Dr. Who? He's sort of a Dr. Who kind of character where it's like, or a Dr. Manhattan character. He's both. Yeah. He's kind of, he's got this co- this confidence that yeah. like is unshakable, you yeah. know? And it's like. Regardless of what happens, you sort of just like end up kind of looking to him. Yeah. Uh, so that and and it's also a little cold. Yeah. You know. Yeah. A little aloof. Sort of like his he's preoccupied. Yeah. And it's because he's always thinking about kissing. Um. So it's cool when he's not doing kissing. Yeah. He's thinking about kissing, practicing his art. Here's a pa- here's a passage. Kara blushed. So they like they fucking um they have a stupid scheme where they like pretend that Kara's having a party so that Steve will go and she's not <laughs> so Steve shows up Kara blushed this is a Jessica scheme yeah it's a Jessica scheme it works frankly so kudos to Jess uh, a bunch of people called and said they couldn't make it don't worry Jessica assured Kara I think it's much nicer this way I hate big parties they're so noisy Jessica Jessica stay, okay. stick with me I do hate big parties this is much more because intimate. they are so noisy listen to me this is much more intimate. She turned to her date, handsome soccer player Aaron Dallas. <laughs> Don't you agree, yeah. Aaron? Sure do. Jesus. Talk about talk about two bro names. Gritting, he put an arm around her waist. It's me, Aaron Dallas. I like intimate parties too. Jack, I can I interrupt real quick? I hate that you were doing it. What it's literally is your the, okay. Aaron Dallas name, and <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's the most popular boy's <laughs> name in the year you were born. Okay. And a city in Texas. Okay, fine. I'll allow it. So, most popular boy's name, 1979. 19- Michael Houston. Michael <laughs> Houston. That's my name, too. <laughs> <laughs> we're both Michael Houston. Yeah, my name's Michael San Antonio, actually. <laughs> That's kind of a cool name. That's how you get your Aaron Dallas name. Everybody, please try uh, do that at home. Let me finish yep. this passage, please. Yep. Sure do. Grinning, he put an arm around her waist. I like intimate parties, too. The more intimate, the better. Sexy. 
And my question for Mr. Kiss and Monsieur Francais is, what the fuck is he talking about? What does he mean by that? I think he means like sex parties. I don't know. Okay. Look at Joan. She's just wiling out back there. She yeah. was like climbing up the curtain. You're baffling. Yeah. And now she's all stretching out on top of the cat tree. The cat's gone. The kitten's gone crazy, folks. She's got locked in. She's, I'm not locked in here with her. She's locked in with me. The, the opposite, other way but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more, so what? I, do you know who Louis Thoreau is? Yeah, I do know who Louis Thoreau is. He one time did a documentary about a time that he went to like a cuddle puddle party. Oh, yeah. Okay. And yeah, it was yeah. Like, and everyone's in like PJs. Everyone's in PJs and they just like spoon and it made him wildly uncomfortable. It would make me wildly uncomfortable. Absolutely. I mean, I beyond. Hate, I hate parties. I hate house parties. If someone invited me to a house party where everyone's. I don't in like parties. I don't like touching. I don't like touching at parties. No. No, thank Absolutely you. Absolutely not. And yeah, they're all just like snug. That's what Steve's into. He's into that's what Aaron parties. Dallas is into. Sorry, that's what Aaron Dallas is. And that's what you, listener, and that's what Michael San Antonio, Aaron Dallas name. That's what Mr. Kiss. Yeah, Mr. Kiss is like Doctor Who. Michael San Antonio is like his companion. They're constantly going to cuddle puddle parties. (laughs) They're always running into Monsieur Francais and and Michael Michael Dallas, Michael Houston, Houston. Yeah, they when they don't have when they're feeling a little like you know antisocial or feeling a little introverted, they'll just sort of like snuggle with Monsieur Francais and Michael Houston. I'm glad these guys have found each other. <laughs> They're having a nice time. He's like a second life for this guy. He's, uh, the mythology is just getting so rich, too, you know? Monsieur Francais is in his mid to late 50s. I oh, wow. I revealed that. So this is like really a second, like a second bloom of his life. Right. Mr. Mr. Kiss is sort of hard to pin down. Yeah. Like, he's probably over 9,000 years old, but yeah. he does this thing where he regenerates into a new body, okay. like, every five or six years when yeah. ratings start to dip. So he's like, okay, yeah. And then yeah. they'll find they'll find a new um, Michael San Antonio a lot, too. Okay. One time it was a couple. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, another, qu- another question for the boys. Which boys? Mr. Kiss and Monsieur Francais. Yeah, okay. And I guess the two Michaels, if they're in the show now. Yeah. Lila wrinkled her nose in distaste. Classical music just puts me to sleep. Her date, a preppy type with short, rust-red hair and devilish blue eyes, said, No sleep tonight, Lila. I've got other plans. Oh, Jim, Lila giggled, pretending to be shocked, but she didn't pull away when he hooked an arm around her shoulder, drawing her in for a kiss. What, literally, what could he possibly be talking about that's going to take all fucking night. I mean, some kind of ritual. He's described as the devil, right? This is the devil. He's right? got devilish blue eyes. Right. They're not going to French the whole for eight out fucking hours, right? Surely. Oh, I've I've French for eight hours. Is this even French for eight hours? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you this is like some uh... some sting shit. Yeah, it's sting. It's, it's tantric. sting. Yeah, it's not tantric because it doesn't come from like a uh, Indian tradition. And but she's, it's like but she's tantric. into it. Like what? And what exhausting? It's exhausting. Like you're not going to sleep tonight. Jones in the little hut. Okay, so or is she kind of like hanging out of the hut. It's an audio medium, but I have a cat tree behind us. Uh, I have a cat tree behind me, and um, I also have a new kitten. And the kitten is. Did you say us because you were picturing yourself as? Jack, Monsieur, Monsieur Francais, <laughs> yeah, and it's Jack, Michael Houston, Monsieur Francais, and Michael Houston now in the room, and also Joan, and she's really being cute, but it doesn't translate, guys. It's I know, a, but she's just—it's so distracting, Jack. She's just having the time of her life back there. She's flopping all over the place. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's preening. She's preening. So that's it. All right. Well, I'm going to dismiss the boys, guys. I'm glad we got to learn a little bit more about you, Joni. Joni. I've got another um, I've got another kissing adjacent passage that doesn't need experts. Okay. But I can read it to you. I, I you know, I and we can we we will dismiss the boys now, but yeah. like I would consider myself a kissing like journeyman. An expert too. Yeah, but like we don't need like when we've got people of the caliber right. of Mr. Oh, K. The time is money, you know. We can't, yeah. We're not it's, we're not interested can't afford in to keep opinion. them around all the time. Um, but here's just one final passage that I'll read to you. This is when Steve and Trisha are arguing. 
It's better this way, Steve. She spoke mechanically. Yeah, I'll bet it is. Jesus. For you. Abruptly, he released her and turned away angrily. He had to get out. He felt as if someone had jabbed him in the gut. One more thing, he said in a bitter voice. Whoever he is, wish him luck for me. I hope he makes out better than I did. That's just like kind of a weird thing to admit. Right. I hope he Has makes some self-confidence out better than Steve. I did. Like I'm sure she didn't you'd make out just fine. She didn't say at any point in this, like you make out badly. <laughs> yeah, I think he he's projecting. Maybe she makes out badly. We'll never know. She's moving to a farm. Yeah, she's moving to a farm where she will catch leukemia and die. <laughs> Jack, I have one more note. Yeah, and it is my. <gasps> Actually, I have two more notes. Perfect. Uh, I can't remember what the name of this segment is. Yeah. I think it's hashtag creep. Okay. Ew. Hashtag ew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. And it's about uh, Mr. Collins. Okay. Yeah. This is also Collins Watch. And it's Collins Watch. And it's, I am convinced that Mr. Collins, the head of the uh, student newspaper, the Oracle at Stony Brook High, is actually a- A big creep. A creep, and he's like grooming young women to, I don't know, seduce them or something. Yeah. Elizabeth could feel herself on the verge of tears again. It's awful when you know someone is sick, really sick, and you know, hey, Mr. Collins, John Pfeiffer interrupted. <laughs> you should check out these pictures of Monday's game. They really came out well. John, sports editor of the Oracle, waved a batch of prints under Mr. Collins's nose. Be with you in a minute, John, he said. Liz and I are going up to my office. Yeah, I caught that Hold the well. fort until we get back, will you? To Elizabeth, he said, there's something I want to talk to you about. It's yeah. probably better if we do it in private. Not great. Not great, Mr. Collins. You got a pass last week because you did get framed. Yeah. But like... But you're... you're you maybe got framed because like you're an obvious mark. Ice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's always there in his like skimpy white shorts... Right, and he's always inviting them up to his office. And he's so good looking, and Francine can't stop talking about. I think Francine's in love with him, frankly. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm partially in love with him. Getting there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a creep. I'm slow to fall in love sometimes, you know. Yeah, got to really find that connection. Well, never again, right? What do you mean, never again? Never again. Why? Why? I mean, oh, because I'm married. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Never again. Do, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's fine. I'll I'll um I'll cut down some amount of the pause <laughs> in post, so it doesn't Thank seem you. like yes, that that's long. Generous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my uh, yeah. Collins watch. It's hashtag ew. I'm on, I'm on board. Hashtag ew, Mr. Collins. Every is week a creep. he says something that raises my icker. Yeah. Uh, and that was it this week. Let's do our burns of the week. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, and it's what we say are burns, and I've got two burns. I've got three, but only one is good. Can I do mine first? Yes. Trisha is not like Betsy, Stephen insisted stubbornly. Betsy is Trisha's older sister. She sort of has a reputation for being uh, promiscuous. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you can defend her after the way she treated you. If you ask me, she deserves to flunk out. What else did Kara say about Trisha? Stephen asked. Jessica suppressed a smile of triumph. The bait had worked. He was hooked. Now all she had to do was reel him in. How on earth would I know? I'm not the FBI. Of course, if you're really interested, you could always ask Carrie yourself. Who says you're not the FBI? Only, in your case, it stands for forever butting in. Giving a weary okay. sigh, Stephen rose from the couch. That's funny. That's good. Forever butting in. Jessica's an agent of the FBI, and the FBI is uh, forever butting in. Who can be sure that the FBI doesn't stand for that? The actual FBI, because that's what they're doing. I think it's Federal Booty Inspector. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's that. Could be that, too. I saw it on a t-shirt once. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't buy it. I've got um, two burns. I'll oh, I looked for it. <laughs> Instead, I bought a shirt that said, it was like, you know, thing number one and thing number two from Cat in the Hat? Uh-huh. I bought one that said, it said the B word. 
Okay, perfect. Which is a gendered insult, and I don't like to say it out loud. Yeah, but this was like, it's what, just, the 90s? Uh, it was like 2011. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it says, be, it's, got the, it's a pink shirt, like the, the things wear. Yeah. It's got the circle, yeah. and it says, B word number two. Okay. And that's I bought cool. that one. That's cool. I like yeah. it. It's kind of abstract. Yeah. Um, let me say my That's, two birds. Uh, Jack, real quick. Yeah. Genuinely shirt I own. No, I know. I've seen it. Our friend Matt <laughs> made us buy them one. Does he have number one? <laughs> he he has number one, and his brother Dave, I think, had number three. And our other friend Lauren maybe had number four. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Um, let me read you my burns. Ready? Mm-hmm. From then on, it seemed to grow progressively worse. Jessica, so Jessica, like, becomes a, sk- a candy striper and immediately hates it. <laughs> yeah. Jessica's next chore was finding a vase for a bouquet that had arrived for one of the new mothers. She's on the maternity ward. She's like, I want to be. Congratulations, Jack, on finally pronouncing the word correctly. Thank you. Uh, she wanted to be on the Effort ward. Effort did with not go Jeremy. Unnoticed. But she was on the maternity ward. When she brought the flowers into the room, she noticed that the woman was holding her baby. She beamed up at Jessica. Isn't he the most adorable baby you've ever seen? (laughs) Jessica stared down at the squirming red bundle on the bed. It was working itself up into a fury, waving its fists, opening and closing its toothless mouth like a fish. I got to give Francine credit on this. It's very funny. Jessica gulped. Uh, absolutely, she lied. She spent the remainder of the hour telling the same lie to every new mother who thrust a baby <laughs> or a photo of one into her face. And it's a burn on babies. <laughs> and it's yeah. a fucking good one. <laughs> the way Francine um, describes babies, it sounds like a... Um, what's the dude who did the alien art? Got uh, H.R. Geiger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very she funny. Makes it sound like it's an actually HR really Geiger. good writing from Francine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Another very quick burn, and then we'll go. What's wrong? You look like your best friend just died. Stephen grunted. It's nothing. He stopped stirring his coffee and put the spoon aside. His brown eyes were dark with gloom. His wavy brown hair looked as if it hadn't been combed. The shadow of a two day beard darkened his handsome, square cut face. Nothing. You've been walking around here every weekend looking like Dracula's leftovers. <laughs> says Jessica. That's pretty good. That's funny too. Dracula's yeah. Leftovers is very evocative. Jessica's kind of on a roll. This isn't exactly a burn, but I captured it as a burn. Yeah. Um, she, while she's on the, the maternity wing, she's confronted by this, like, severe nurse called Miss North. Yeah. Uh, and she, <laughs> Miss North says, do you know anything about babies? She asked. Uh, well, not exactly. Except that I used to be one myself. <laughs> Jessica smiled disarmingly. <laughs> And Miss North is like, fuck you, Jessica. <laughs> yeah, Miss North is not amused by Jessica at all. But she's on she's on her A-game this week. I mean, she's yeah. still being like a nefarious like villain. Yeah. And this but... is the uh, final Sweet Valley High book. Um, and it was after this. Well, uh, for uh, now and here. Francine uh, never did them again. And this is how they end. And it, it ends with. I can read you the passage. A cliffhanger. <laughs> it just this is how Francine chose to end the books. Ready? Yeah. It had grown chilly. The wind was blowing, rushing noisily through the leaves of the laurel trees that bordered the lot. Elizabeth wrapped her scarf around her neck and reached for the handle of her car door. She slipped in behind the wheel and was turning the key in the ignition when she heard someone tapping on the window. Startled, she looked up. Dark eyes peered in at her. Her heart jumped into her throat. Then she saw it was only Carl. Elizabeth rolled the window down a crack. Hi, she said, smiling to keep him from seeing how nervous she felt. Did I forget something? Uh... Yeah. He spoke with effort in a voice so husky it sounded as if he hardly ever used it. Mrs. Willoughby wants to see you. She she said it was important. Elizabeth was confused. She'd spoken to Mrs. Willoughby just a few minutes earlier. Why hadn't she said something then? Well, it must have come up. She shrugged and got out of the car. That was when Carl leaped at her and clamped his hand over her mouth to stifle her scream. A fountain of terror rose in her. She struggled fiercely, torso twisting, legs flailing, but it was no use. Carl's grip was like iron. The pressure against her mouth was unyielding. The only thing she managed to accomplish was to bite her own lip. Tears welled in her eyes as she tasted her own blood. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Carl's gravelly voice whispered in her ear. I promise I won't hurt you. I just want to be with you. The two of us. Forever. Yeah. Carl is an orderly at the hospital who yep. uh, Liz is f- is friendly towards, but he's like a antisocial creep who kidnaps her. And that's the end. And that's just how the end of the, the books end. Yeah. Next week we're going to be doing uh, Strange Bedfellows. Yep. Strange Bedfellows, the, the romance b- 
uh, podcast you've all been waiting for yep. is finally coming finally next week. Coming. Yeah. We are kicking off with Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Yep. It's a romance book about Boys. Prince of England and the first son of the United States doing sex and love. And if do fall in love. Yeah. Which so, goes hand in hand with sex for me. Not always, but oh, for you. Yes. And for, for me. me too. And so. for the listeners, hopefully, and um, but sometimes not, and that's fine. And we're sometimes actually not, really something we're very comfortable sex talking about because yeah. you have fun with it. Yeah, that's fine, fine. too. Yeah, and we're comfortable talking about it, and that's we're I, very comfortable talking yes. about sex, and that's kind of the premise of the show. Yeah, um, so look forward to that. Um, this was the last Sweet Valley High book. I can't believe we got through all of these. I know. Um, Good run, Francine. Yeah, Twelve of these run. dang things. Great run. Yeah, amazing. She Good really did run. a great job. Um, no. But uh, unfortunately, we've come to the end of it. Next week, we're reading Red, White, and Royal Blue. Please do remember to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, you can also support our show now uh, by going to our support page. Uh, I would like to very specifically thank Catherine, Samantha, and Anna for supporting our show over at our support page. Um, we really appreciate it, and uh, we love and kiss you, and thank you so much. And it's bit.ly slash rattlesnakejake if you want to um, help support the show, keep us going, okay. uh, help us cover our costs, um, and we deeply appreciate it. Is that a it. trick? You're going to go there and Rattlesnake Jake is going to drop down? Yeah, see, and yeah, Rattlesnake Jake might drop down, so check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, you can also buy our merch bit.ly slash bscc merch and please no, we really are I think it's really happening right Tanner we're not reading kidnapped no I, I won't I won't next week we're we're it's happening we're I'm launching so, I'm so tired show. of reading about okay that's fine evil Jessica Wakefield doing yeah. evil shit unless <laughs> of course yeah Francine does somehow figure out how to publish more novels, and you and I do decide to read them right. in some other capacity, in Maybe some on our other Patreon. platform, in some other way that you might have to pay $5 a month to listen to. Hey, I'm uh, not sure. Uh, folks, if you really want us to do it, we can do more Sweet Valley. Yeah. But you got to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> Yeah. Um, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. This is a great time to do that. We're launching a whole new thing. It's going to be the same. Yep. But it's romance. It's a romance. Yep. And also, please join our Facebook group. It is Baby Nation on Facebook. It's a wonderful place, and everybody is good and nice and wonderful there. And we love everybody there. And uh, you should get in there and have fun with us. We have a good time in there. Um, you oh, you guys yeah. watch Dingle Tiger at your house? No. Oh, okay. You know what Dingle Tiger is? Yeah, I know what it is. Kid show, it's the like the kid show sort of takes place in the world of imagination from Mister Rogers. Miles calls it Dingle Tiger. Dingle Tiger ends every episode by singing a little like departure song. Okay, much like Mister Rogers used to. Okay, should we start doing that? It's kind of this nice little send off. Like, hey, you know, we're leaving now. We're we're parting ways, but we'll be back. Um, And I'm excited to talk to you again next week. Sure, let's work on that. Okay. 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 So it's not Just for now. Here. It's an assignment for later. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I'm, I'm assigning it to you. Delegation. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, all that remains is for me to say that this week I have been Sweet Valley Jack. My name is Tanner. A great big Sweet Valley bye to all the sweeties. We're big girls. We can take care of ourselves. It's like my son. Every time I go to the bathroom now, okay. yeah, the bathroom is one door down from his playroom. And every time I go to the bathroom, I am standing there urinating. Yes. Sometimes I stand to do it. And my son always bursts in and says, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like peeing what like an adult. Think? What do you think? You'll get here someday. What a sweetie. 
I've heard his little voice recently. The kid. He sounds like he's talking, yeah. He talks like he talks a ton. He, he just says stuff now. That's yeah. sweet. We should have him and Cyril do a podcast. Let's together. do that. That would be good. It'd be called Dragons and Cars. Dragons and Cars. Fuck yeah. That's good. They could probably script out Cars 4. Yeah. Or How to Train Is your son into How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah, he's watched them all. And he likes them? He loves them. Maybe we could do like, remember in the 90s with TGIF on ABC? Uh-huh. How they did crossover episodes where it was like step by step would be in Family yeah. Matters? Yeah. How to we Train Your Car. We could get them to script that. I love it. We'll Let's get them it. to do broad strokes and then you and I will come in and punch it up, like clean it up a little bit. Yeah. And we'll just ship that to Disney and uh the and whatever DreamWorks. It's probably DreamWorks, yeah. And that'll be a podcast. And this has been Dead Talk. This has been the pitch. It's our new <laughs> show within a show where we pitch uh really golden egg podcast ideas. Yeah. And nobody steal it. Be very. <laughs> <laughs>